All right. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, <clears throat> this is uh, episode 48 of Goals and Updates. I want to put this in the – let me go on Instagram real quick and put this up. Uh, hang on one sec. Hang on. What's up, Melissa? What's up? And one sec. I'm trying to put up uh, episode 48 right now. So 48, goals and updates. Goals. Nothing much. Just doing uh, episode 48 of goals and updates right now. But um, hopefully everything's well with you. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, hashtag 48, goals and updates. All right, we got it. All right, we go. So <clears throat> real quick, what I'm going to do is, uh, so this is episode 48 of Goals and Updates, um, <clears throat> where we're trying to get rid of negative thinking and change it into positive thinking, one mind at a time. That's really my, that's my, uh, my slogan for the, the Goals and Updates. Now, <clears throat> today we're going to be talking about things always get better with time and the butterfly effect. Now, the butterfly effect one is going to be more related towards the movie, the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher originally recently saw that. And it honestly, it's one of my favorite movies, which we'll get into more um, once I start talking about it, but it, it's literally one of my favorite movies and it's all about the butterfly effect and him trying to change uh, what happened in the future by going back to the past and trying to change different elements. And then it messes up his life like in different ways, like different things obviously change because he's manipulating time back in the past. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, <clears throat> how we're going to start this one off is uh, we're going to talk about World Ventures first. We'll go into the two topics. We'll do Done Deal Investments, LLC. And then from there, we'll get it. Um, we'll do like the extra, uh, you know, the, the signing out, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> so real quick, if you're trying to travel more, which a lot of people are, whether you're older, you know, you're retired, you want to make, you know, you want to travel more, you want to get out of the house and you have the cash to do it, or you're young, you could be like me, 23, and you're trying to travel a lot more, but obviously you don't have the money to do it. World Ventures is a great place for you to sign up and start getting discounted traveling supplies and whatever you need. Equip well, it's not really equipment, but what they do, real quick before I get into what they do. World Vent, it's the company's called World Ventures and they do a bunch of different things. But the one that I'm talking about with traveling is called Dream Trips. Now, Dream Trips, what you can do is if you need a rental car, you buy it through them and it's discounted at a fraction of the cost. Um, you need a cruise, which cr everyone's taking cruises nowadays because it's a low end price. It's a low trip. You get away for about a week, uh, you get great food on, on the cruise line. And you get to go and travel across the coast and go somewhere new, like Jamaica. A lot of people go to Jamaica, the Bahamas, all, all that good stuff. Um, I think it was, someone went to Cuba one time. I think so, I've known someone that went to Mexico. So <clears throat> what you do is you buy all this stuff through the Dream Trips app or the website of Dream Trips through World Ventures. And what happens is then when you buy some of this stuff, you get more points. You're automatically getting what they're giving you the price ahead of time is already discounted, which um, I'm going to have videos that I can send out to people. Um, I want to do it by this week. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I haven't had the time to do it. A lot of things have been coming up. I've had to work with Dundee investments. I had to work right now. I've, I, yesterday I, I missed this episode yesterday and didn't even think about it. Cause I was doing like six to seven hours of accounting work as I had to um, email my teacher to reopen some of the work because, uh, whole thing I don't want to get into, but I had to negotiate with her to open it back up, which I got her to do. And I had until 11 PM yesterday to do massive amounts of accounting work. So I told myself, you know, if accounting comes first, school comes 110% first, my last class, got to get it done. Paid a lot of money for this class because this is my third time taking it. And I said, you know what, I got to do whatever it takes. So I spent six to seven hours yesterday doing accounting homework. And if, if people don't know what accounting is, it's literally doing business transactions. 
and they'll give you about maybe 20 to 30 transactions and you have to record them into different accounts and it's literally just a straight chart of just number after number after number after number after number after number and it, and it gets crazy it gets it gets confusing if you really don't know what you do and um, the first the first couple of weeks is hard unless you know the accounts that you have to balance into it the the assets liabilities owner's equity but it's it's one of it's one of the few classes in college if you're a business major which is the most important class you'll ever take in college is it's literally showing you how to um, how to take in money like to show how much money you're taking in and how much money you're you're you know expanding and and shifting out so that's it's it's really handy it's definitely something where i'm like you know trying to pay attention as much as possible um and do good on that but that's why i didn't this wasn't yesterday like we didn't do episode 48 yesterday now <clears throat> to get back to kind of like world ventures so once you get those discounted prices you can get the points for buying different things like your normal expenses groceries clothes whatever type of shopping that you normally do you get points and you apply more points from your, you know, your daily shopping that you're going to do anyways, and you apply it to the discounted price and get even more of a discount on stuff. So it's a great way. And the company, the company World Ventures or yeah, it's World Ventures um, is basically at a, almost a, I think it's got to be at a billion dollar capital right now. So it's a billion dollar business because of travel and it's been around for, I think the company's been around for like 25, 20 years. So <clears throat> right there, it's a well-known company. It's very established. Like they're not going to rip you off. Uh, they have customer support, all that stuff that you need. Um, I'm going to eventually, once I get more, a little bit more time on my hands, um, maybe even like this weekend, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a presentation where I can send it out. I'll put it through social media, on my social, personal social media channels. Um, I'll directly start emailing, messaging, all that good stuff, and you guys can see what it really is. And sometimes when you hear it, it's a lot of information to take in. You don't know. You probably are like, I don't know what you're really talking about. And when you can physically see something as I'm explaining it, you'll understand it. I promise. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that. I gotta um, start getting some sales into that and start selling some people on that. Um, and it's, it's great. I, I used it for the Washington DC trip, by the way. So, you know, I, I've used it a couple times. Um, I did this before and I actually dropped it cause I had too much on my plate and I didn't think I could handle doing it on top of all the other stuff and presenting it and all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm back doing that as I'm not a quitter. I ain't a quitter, man. So we're going to do that. Now we're going to talk about the two subjects. Now, the first one is things always get better with time. Now, this is something where a lot of us, a lot of us would probably agree a lot of things get better with time, but as you get caught into sticky situations, you tend to overlook this one dramatically, like dramatically, you tend to overlook this one. It just completely goes over your head. Now, <clears throat> I got a lot of examples for this one that I can give you. Uh, one of them being, I give you some quotes and I'll give you some examples of myself with this one. Now, um, quotes that I can give you, one that's very cheesy but is on point is when it rains, there's always a rainbow that normally comes after the rain. Now, <clears throat> that implies that even though it's really shitty outside, eventually it's going to bypass, pat, right? Just bypass and, and it's gone. And then something beautiful arises out of something that was probably not, you know, it's pretty gloomy and miserable looking and it got you down, right? But now you see a rainbow and it's more positive, you're more happy, you're more, you know, upbeat. That's one. The other one is, um, damn, I kind of, I lost my train of thought on that one. It's uh, uh, not the rain. Damn. I had this one before. It was kind of funny. Um doesn't matter. That was one quote. Now, I'm going to give you some examples. Examples are probably a lot better than the quotes, but, and, and maybe if I give you an example, the quote will come back and knock me, you know, sometimes when I, uh, I talk constantly, it just, bam, hits me. So, um, examples I can give you is, uh, like my past relationship, which is actually kind of funny because it was actually, uh, like she's not, she's not in this anymore, but, the uh, the Melissa girl <clears throat> that joined in the Instagram, Facebook can't see it, but Instagram can see it. Melissa that joined 
was uh, someone that was really good friends. Like, I don't know if they're still friends now or whatever, but was really good friends with my first ex-girlfriend. Now, <clears throat> with that, it was a lot of stuff happened with that relationship, which I'm not going to go into great detail about, but things happened, which were very, very dramatic, hit rock bottom on that one. And basically, um, I couldn't see, like, I couldn't get past the relationship and like the things that I, that I mentally had to go through throughout that relationship, mentally, physically, like just everything. And I couldn't see that with time, it was going to get better. Oh, and that's what, all right. See, like now that I'm talking to you about it, all wounds heal with time. That's a quote. So think about that for a second. All wounds heal with time. Now, what that means is that even though right now in that, you know, that specific moment, something happened to you and you're telling yourself, you know, you're going through a lot of pain and struggle and, and grief, maybe it's going to get, it's going to heal itself. It's going to get better with just time. So you got to try to, you got to push through it. You got to keep yourself busy and you got to stop. You got to try not to think about it as much, or at least control your thinking on it, which is hard, but that's why you keep yourself busy. Eventually with time you'll eventually move on from it. As long as you kind of forget, you know, you forgive things and, and bypass it. Uh, you're going to have to probably do some, some soul searching and healing. A lot of people just try to, just try to throw themselves past it. And then they, they, they hold a lot of anger and grief and they can't get by it. And like, that's why some people hold on to things for like five to 20 years because they didn't do self healing and self, um, like self meditation type stuff where they didn't, they didn't fully heal themselves. They didn't really fully bypass it. They kind of just put a bandaid on it and went and kept going. Um, but let me continue on the example. It just hit me after that one. So time heals all wounds. All right. Now, um, so the thing with my ex-girlfriend, right? So I hit rock bottom. I couldn't for like months. Like I, I'd say maybe um, maybe three to six months, I went through struggle. And it probably took me about maybe two years to fully get past all the stuff that happened throughout, you know, that relationship that I was, uh, I was pretty, I was really deep into the relationship. And um, it took me two years to realize that, oh shit, like it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be. Like mentally I put way too much effort and I gave it too much attention to the point where mentally I overstepped the boundary and I overthought everything. And once the two years passed and I fully forgave myself, I forgave that person on the other end. Um, I forgave like certain people in my environment because I was pissed at certain people because certain people were telling me things and I didn't believe them. And I, it was just a complete mess. And after the two years when time actually healed my wounds and I forgave myself and everyone around me, I, um, I realized like that's what it was. And every, and the funny thing is people tell you that, like when I went through that, people just told me like, it's just going to take some time. Keep busy. Like my cousin called me and he, and he's like, yo, like you just got to keep busy let time pass and you'll see like, but you're not going to see it right now because you're not giving yourself enough time to heal. My mom said the same thing. My friends said the same thing. Um, people, people that I, I would meet and I would kind of start talking about this, the situation and they could feel the tension of like the disappointment and, and stuff that I was holding in. And um, they, they basically, uh, you know, they basically were telling me the same thing over and over, maybe in a different way, but they're telling me the same thing. Time will heal your wounds, right? But I think what happens is we get so caught up in it mentally that we can't physically get out of it. That's negative thinking. Like that's the negative, that's, that's as, as clear as what this live stream is all about, is that stuff. Trying to fucking overcome that negative energy and literally transform it and say, no, screw that. I'm not going down that route. I'm going to take positive energy and positive thinking, and I'm going to push that negative crap out, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to bounce back faster from it. That's really, that's really what the goals and updates is really designed for. Um, you know, I'm trying to really get it. So like, I talk a lot about like positive thinking and I really want to get people to start realizing things. 
And the funny thing is a lot of people will probably agree with me, but when the time comes where, you know, you're maybe you're in a, a five to six year relationship and, you know, like on the seventh year you end up, you realize like it's not the one that you really thought you were going to marry and you, you have to do the hard thing and break up with the other person and you're going through a lot of pain because you have so much history with this person that you got to break up with because you realize it's not the one for you. Like she's not the one or he's not the one or, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever type of relationship you have. Um, or maybe you have to even do that with like a friend, maybe like you've been friends with someone for six, seven, 10 years. And you're starting to realize like, or you've always known inside. Cause the funny thing is you've always kind of known if it, if it takes you that long to realize you've always known deep down inside, but you end up like, eventually you just say, fuck it, enough's enough. And, and then you just go, you, you buy you Like you try to get out of it. You start realizing like, Oh shit, I got to get out of here. Right. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is like, um, the point that I'm really trying to make on this is that we all know, like we got to do something, but it's just like, you're so, you're so mentally like talking yourself back that like, you don't, you don't do it or it takes you so long that you just wasted so much time. So my point with this live stream, the goals and updates is to really update you on like, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to see it throughout all the live streams. Like I'm probably going to, you know, I'm going to mess up. Like I'm human. Like it's going to, like you've seen a hundred times. Like I've posted stuff on here and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a special. And then I've had connection issues and I got really sick or uh, like yesterday I missed an episode and um, I do my best to make them up. But you know, like yesterday I missed it and it was because like I had too much on my plate and I couldn't get to the live stream in time. So you're going to see I'm not a perfect person. That's one reason I wanted the goals and updates. Second of all, I really, I really noticed that lately in the 21st century, like we have so much resources and so much stuff in front of us and so much more than so, like our past ancestries and, and our past family members and, and society and as a whole. And people are just very negative. Like they, they're just, they're so spoiled in a sense that they don't realize that they have so much that they can get anything they want in a snap of a finger. Anything you can think of. I was having this conversation with my friend yesterday who came into town. Um, <clears throat> we literally can get anything we want, but like sometimes like you just have like such miserable people around you and, and a lot of it is just negative negativity. Um, I met with, uh, Jeffrey, uh, I don't know if I want to use his last name. I mean, I kind of said it if you kind of heard it, but Jeffrey, I don't really like using the last names. I don't know if people want to be like put on, on the spot or like put on the live stream like that, but to the public. Um, but, um, I went to high school with Jeffrey. I, you know, we talked maybe a couple of times, but I was never, we never really had like, uh, like a, we didn't really have like a friendship. And we didn't really have like, you know, we didn't see each other all the time. Like we kind of maybe we would just say hi or like we had like a similar uh, connection of like a friend. But um, I ended up meeting him. He lives in Miami now, but I ended up meeting him for coffee. And, and he told me like, you know, uh, he was kind of telling me like how, you know, he, he was kind of going through a lot of stuff. And uh he just said, fuck it, yo, like, no more excuses, no more bullshit, no more negativity, like, I'm cutting it all out, and he, like, flipped his life around, and when he told me that, I realized, I realized because the same person that, I, that I'm friends with, Ashma, had the same issue, like, a bunch of stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to blast around on this, but was going through a lot of mental, um, like, struggles, uh, what's up, what's up, Daniel, what's up, man, was going through a lot of, a lot of struggles, and just had like a lot of negativity around her and, and she couldn't get out of it. And so when I met with the one kid, Jeffrey, and he's telling me all this stuff, I, I realized that, you know, it, it really comes down to like your mental capacity on like just how you think, how you perspectate life, how you look at things, how you just, just take in negativity and if you can push it aside and replace it with positivity or if you can um, do, and do something different in the sense like, cause most people are going to take negativity and it's going to eat at them, eat at them, eat at them. Right. They're not going to really, they're not going to really try to like go, Oh, that's negative energy or negative, uh, like kind of like thinking. And they're not going to try to push back and resist it. They're just going to accept it almost. 
So, so what I really noticed was like, that's what it comes down to. Like, you know, like now with the, the, um, the political atmosphere right now and, uh, you know, one side kind of acknowledges mental illness and other side doesn't really, um, like they'll, they'll acknowledge it, but they, they feel like depression is more of like a mental illness. And like, I've had this conversation before on one of these episodes, but, um, it really, depression is really just you like it. it, And I, I think on whatever side you fall on politically, I think you'll agree with me on that. It depression is you. It's not just something that just appears out of nowhere. And, and, and you're like, Oh shit. Like, what is this kind of, kind of vibe? Like it's you. Like it's a hundred percent you talking yourself into a fucking bad position. You can change anything in your life. Anything is changeable. Your thinking, your attitude, how you react to things, how you go and, and talk to people, respect, you know, everything's changeable relationships in your life. Like you can change the relationship if you wanted to, everything's changeable. I, I, I feel like a lot of people don't think you can change things. Like, they just feel like oh, I can't do that. It's impossible or it's too much work. I don't want to put in the work to change that. And, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of self-improvement and that, and that's another reason why I wanted to do goals and updates was I, I started listening to more successful people. I started listening to people like Grant Cardone. I started listening to Tony Robbins, Les Brown. Um, I just posted something on Facebook with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. And that guy is, whether, you know, you agree with him politically or not or, or whatever, um, that guy has done more with his time than most people, all right? That guy came and started off as an immigrant. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was um, – I thought he was a German. Yeah, he, he actually is a German immigrant. But um, he came from Germany to the United States for an opportunity – and his, his big dream when he first got into the United States was, I'm going to go and be um, Mr. Uh, I think it's Olympia, or I think it's Olymp- I think they call it Mr. Olympia. And that was a muscle building contest or a bodybuilder contest. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't mean to burp. Um, so that was a bodybuilding contest. And he had this vision and dream of, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I don't care. He would sleep for like five hours a day. He'd go and work out for another five hours. He'd go in and and work his ass off, he said, in construction. He would go and put himself on blast basically all the time. And what ended up happening was he ended up getting what he wanted. He ended up winning Mr. Olympia. And uh, then from there, he and people were like, oh, you, you did what you wanted to do, your vision, your dream. Like you got to Mr. Olympia, like you did it what are you going to do now with your life? And he would, and he told the the TV interviewer, he's like, I'm going to go and be one of the best movie actors in the world. And they all laughed at him and said, your figure, you're too built. Like you can't go on television. You can't do this. You can't do that. There's no way you're going to be able to do it. And everyone basically was against him at that point. And all the, the naysayers basically told him that he couldn't do it. So he was out on a mission he, the, the cool thing is if you read um, on Facebook, um, I learned this through Grant Cardone, by the way. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know this until I, I uh, got Grant Cardone's book on uh, multifamily. But he actually invested his money into multifamily, became a uh, slumlord or a landlord. I don't know why I said slumlord. Landlord. And he was getting passive income. And he was using the passive income to pay his bills so that he could take all his time, create more time through money. And go and and start doing, try to go and do these roles and and go and um go and try to be an actor and try to get like roles in the movies and and uh, and free up some of his time to go and do that stuff. So what ended up happening was he ended up, you know, obviously he's a famous movie star now too. Like The Terminator was one of his good ones. He was in The Predator, uh, which is another good one. He was in um the one that he I think was like he started off on was like Conan um. Conan or something like that, which I've never seen to be hundred percent honest with you, but he ended up being one of the most like beloved movie stars and all the things they said that was going to cost him actually made him more of a better movie star. And like in that video that I showed you guys on Facebook, he actually talks about how like 
the stuff they're telling him, like if you would have listened to him and he would have caved in, he would have never have done any of that stuff. Same thing when he went and he didn't even stop at being a movie actor. He then wanted to become, you know, a little bit more political and he became the governor of California. So, you know, and he, and he just keeps going. He just keeps going and he keeps trying to dominate different things. And the more people tell him not to do it, he's more convinced he's going to do it. And, you know, it just, it, it really is fascinating how other people that don't know you, other people that, because they think it's impossible, they're going to tell you it's impossible and they're going to try to get, prevent you from doing it. And, you know, that's, that's really, it really changes your mind once you start gravitating into what these people are really doing. Because, you know, the biggest one that we all bitch about is we don't have enough time. And these people are creating time. These people aren't bitching. They don't have enough time. These people are going out and they're creating more time. So it, it really is fascinating if you just really go and, and, and watch some of the motivational speakers and their backgrounds and where they came from. Um, there's, a, there's another motivational speaker that I'm probably going to go to next and start putting them on, on the Facebook channel, on my personal Facebook. Um, and if you, if you guys aren't really into the videos, I mean, I'm telling you, I would definitely, if you, if you could pick one social channel to go on for me, go to my Facebook channel. And the, the, the reason behind that is my Facebook channel, the videos are way, are where it's at. Like those videos I listen to in the morning when I'm getting ready for work on the drive to work. I listen, I'm telling you, every single day I'm listening to something positive and that's where I'm getting these videos. So I'm not just pulling them off of YouTube and posting them. I'm literally watching every single one from zero to 40 minutes to an hour, however long the video is, I don't post it until I watch the full thing. Because I don't want to be that guy where I'm posting things and you got, and then someone comments like, oh, that was great. I like this part. And I want you to watch. I expect you to watch it, but I didn't fully watch it. Right. So, um, so that's kind of, you know, if you could pick one channel, I definitely would do the Facebook channel. Now, Instagram, I'm doing quotes. So if I do like I did Arnold Schwarzenegger, the video on one of his motivational videos. Now I, I also did a quote. I took one of the, I go through the best quotes that they, these people have, these motivational people are speakers or um, motivational people in their industries are doing. And um, I'm going and putting the quotes, their best quotes onto Instagram. So at least if you're on the Instagram or you're somewhere else, it's going to get you into, um, it's going to uplift. It's going to get you like, oh shit, like, and it's going to stick. It's going to stick into your mind and it's going to be like, oh shit, like, yeah, like that's crazy. Or uh, it's going to motivate you to maybe go on to something else and watch something of theirs and motivate you more. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to do with, uh, real quick before I jump into the next topic, I wanted to do another example of things always get better with time. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I really finished that. I kind of jumped into other things, but things always get better with time. Um, with the scenario I was going with was, uh, eventually, you know, time healed itself and I just became, I became obsessed with self-improvement because I realized that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't, don't think like that. You know, I became, the other thing I got, I got pretty crazy with self-improvement was, um, self-improvement was because my my dad my dad was someone that played it completely 110 percent safe all right and this is something where this is going to lead into the um things always get better with time all right this one's going to lead into that I'll, and i'll show you why after i explain um now my father was working for a great company he went and and got a, a fantastic job making um making a, almost you know he was upper middle He's upper middle class. And, you know, I never worried about any, we didn't worry about anything. Like my dad always paid the bills on time. He had enough money, he had enough money left over to go in and buy like me and my sister things. You know, if I wanted a video game, I'd just be like, Hey, here's my grades. Um, you know, I, I made the honor roll or whatever. Like, can I get a game? And he, you know, he wouldn't question anything. He would just buy things. And I, and I, you know, I, I learned through him that, you know, like if I, if, they kind of did it right because they would do if you did because I would just go like 
if I got good grades, would you get me this? And they're like, yeah, we'll get you that. So I learned early, like if I'd started doing things that they wanted to impress them, I would get something in return. And I wouldn't have to, you know, I couldn't get a job at that age. I was probably like maybe like 11 to about like 15. You know, I couldn't get a job at, um, that young. So, you know, I realized early that like if I did something that they liked or they approved of, I'd get a reward. So, you know, what ended up happening was uh, my dad ended up losing his job. So he got let go. The company let a couple, you know, they downsized, let go people. And my dad worked for a company called First Data for 24, about 24 years, I think, maybe a little bit longer. I'm pretty sure it was 24 years. Now, originally, you know, I was born in New York, Long Island, and originally my dad worked in New York because that's where my parents met in New York, uh, Long Island, New York. And he worked in New York with the, the company First Data. He eventually, um, I guess they were going to give him a raise and they, you know, they're going to give him a raise to move to Florida. And that's where I became, um, I grew up in South Florida in the Coral Springs area. There's a, there's a First Data over um, in Coral Springs over here. So, you know, he moves, he goes to the job, he gets the increase. And at this time, my dad didn't think ahead. So like most Americans or even most people in the world, they're not thinking in the future. They're stuck either in the present or a lot of people are stuck in the past, but most people are kind of stuck in the present of right now and they're not thinking ahead. They're not thinking like things are going to happen in life. This, you know, they're not thinking ahead. So my dad played it completely 110% safe and he ended up getting let go um, at the, the first, you know, first data job as a, you know, he did like computer programming or like IT work. Um, they worked on the credit card machines back when credit cards were, were first starting, you know, technology was picking up and they were first getting the credit card machines, um, the transactions back and forth. So he was coding that stuff and he was working on transactions going from their, you know, the card holder to that company first data to the bank back to first data and then back to the transaction um, store or the person that's trying to get paid through the transaction. So, or the re the retailer. So, which is pretty interesting actually, if you really think about it. So what ended up happening is they let go, they downsized, they let him go and he lost his job. And what ended up happening was he didn't do anything. He didn't think ahead. He didn't better himself. He didn't go and and start doing educational material to, to get him ahead of the game, to get him more into the industry. And he didn't try to like better himself through education or self-improvement or, or nothing. He kind of just felt like he was safe. I got a job making a lot of money. Um, you know, I have a lot, you know, I have retirement accounts that have a lot of money in it. And, you know, he ended up, um, he ended up getting into like financial, a lot of financial troubles because he ended, up, he ended up playing it really safe, and then it, it bit him in the ass. So as I grew up, you know, we became a wealth, you know, I wouldn't say a wealthy family. I'd say like, like a, um, we didn't struggle to a family that now struggled, and my, you know, my mom ended up changing as a person because she was, she got used to being comfortable and a lot of things happened where a lot of people were comfortable and things shifted dramatically and they started struggling and um, it was hell. Um, and, you know, now we're maybe 10 years later and, you know, there's, there's still kind of, they're, they're still trying to get through a lot of pain and, and misery, like mentally, physically, um, a lot of different ways. And I realized that through my father's mistake, you know, my, my, my dad obviously is a good person. My dad's not a piece of crap. I don't consider my, you know, I, I love my, my parents with, with uh, 110% of my soul and heart. The problem is my dad wasn't, was playing it way too safe, didn't, didn't take risks, and didn't think ahead. You know, and, you're not, and no one trains you on this stuff. And I realized that, you know. I, then I went in, I'd go in go to Grant Cardone or I go to a motivational speaker and they would start talking about money or they'd start talking about like why people are unhappy or, you know, different things. And I, and I started realizing how true it was and how much people don't realize this stuff. So I started thinking to myself, like, you know, if I could just work on myself a lot and just pass information and maybe show people like different, different elements and stuff, 
I I could make a difference. Like even if I even if I just did a, a thumbprint into a into into the world or onto a massive landscape, right? A massive landscape and just even just did a little thumbprint and I could change maybe five, maybe 10 people out of the whole entire world. I'd be satisfied with that knowing that I at least helped five to 10 people and I wasn't like everyone else. And I just kind of just like kept to myself. Right. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is uh, that's what kind of got me to this point. It helped me tremendously because I realized that a lot of the stuff that we're doing to ourselves is all negativity and we're not thinking positively and the I can do it kind of attitude and, you know, shit's going to happen, but it's how you handle the shit to get around it to get to the next level. That's really what it is. That's all it is. So when people tell you that it's impossible, people tell you that because uh, your political beliefs, because... You know, the person that you are, because of your skin color, because of anything, just know that that person has already given up on themselves. The reason they're telling you that is because they've given up on themselves, they've given up on hope, they've given up on faith, they've given up on everything in their life, and they're going to basically preach to you to give up and join, the, and join the fight of giving up. That's really what it comes down to. But um, how this is going to lead into the things always get better column with time is over time, obviously, things got a little bit better between uh, with my dad, mom, people that it affected. But at the same time, it produced myself to wake up. Most of us are living in fantasy land. And what I mean by that, as you know, not as like a huge disrespect, what I mean by living in fantasy land is we're so comfortable with getting whatever we want that we don't realize what it was like back in the day and basically, in the sense, like, if something dramatically happened, you'd be fucked. They're, they're, like, we, can't, we wouldn't be able to survive on our own because we're literally so comfortable with going to the, the supermarket next door. We're so comfortable just calling, a, calling someone across, you know, to another state. And, you know, we're spoiled in a sense, but we don't realize it because we grew up in the spoiledness. Um, now, your parents might – your parents are different, but your parents also are kind of in the same predicament of, you know – they, they don't realize how much easier it got. And, you know, if you're someone like me where you're 23 or you're in your, your, you know, early 20s, even below that, or even in your 30s, like, you don't realize how good you probably really have it. You'll say that you do, but you probably really don't mentally understand what's really going on. Um, so, you know, I realized that I woke up. So things over time helped me. Like, things healed because I was kind of frustrated with the whole thing, too, obviously, because, you know, I started working. My mom got a little bit more angrier. Uh, you know, my mom started becoming a very, very negative person because she's holding in all this stuff over over years of, of pain and drama and, um, you know, just a lot of, like, mental, mental built-up pain. And uh, over time, you know, it, it healed me because I started realizing what my dad did wrong. And like so much, so many Americans do that you'll see in, in, in the corporate world where you'll see in school, college, high school, uh, the school systems, you, you'll see it if you really pay attention, but you got to really open your eyes and you got to really pay attention and you'll see it. And the funny thing is most of the people will probably agree with me, but they really don't see it. They'll just say they see it. They just agree. Or they'll just deny 110%. And they'll just deny that anything's really happening and that, you know, the person like myself that's really exposing or looking into things deeply is either too paranoid or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, you can make that judgment on yourself. You know, I can't, I can't change someone that doesn't want to change. So you got to be willing to change on that matter. But that's things, that's the topic of things always get better with time. Now, I want to talk about the butterfly effect. Now, most of what I'm going to be talking about is going to be related to the butterfly effect, which... I think, you know, they teach you that, I think, in middle school, unless they, you know, everyone should know what the butterfly effect is. Now, um, I, I saw this movie a long time ago. I actually recently rewatched it. It was a rerun on television. The one time I was watching television, and it was, um, I think I watched it about, like, two weeks ago. And, you know, I, I, it's just a crazy movie because the idea behind it is, is game-changer mentally for people. Because most people don't think like this. Because, like, we think, like, we can't do that. But the whole idea of the butterfly effect, I'm going to explain the butterfly effect, and I'm going to explain some things in the movie that I saw. Um, 
where it's going to be related to the topic. So the, the whole thing with the butterfly effect is you're, you're going through life. So think about like, let's say I'm 23 right now. I'll give you an example of myself. So I'm 23. I've already experienced things in my life from the past. Like I'm in the present right now talking to you. You're probably going to watch this in the future most likely, or you might even hit this live because it is live right now. So you might hit this in the present right now, or you might hit this in the future. Now, I'm 23. I've had a lot of stuff happen to me in my 23 years of, of life. And the whole idea of the butterfly effect is like, if I could go back in time and be able to change elements in my life. So for instance, I'll give you an example. If I could go back to high school and do it differently, I would. And, the, and what I would do differently in high school is I'd go back and I'd probably mess around a lot more in the sense of like experimenting, maybe like engaging into different things. Um, kind of, it probably came across more of like a, like a sexual thing, but that's not where I'm trying to go with. I'm trying to go in the sense of like, I, I played it too safe in high school. I played it too safe. I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I kept to myself. I went to school, went home, didn't engage into um, after school activities. I didn't, I didn't really join clubs. Um, I had a group of friends and just stayed with those group of friends and maybe talked to different people as I got forced to in different situations in, in the classroom or I got partnered with different people and I physically had to talk to that partner. Um, you know, I didn't really date people. I didn't, I didn't really do anything until like my senior year and I woke up and I was like, wow, I didn't do anything with my life in high school. Like all these people really did stuff, but I didn't really do anything. I played it safe. I just went home, played a lot of video games. I didn't do anything. I didn't talk to people. Um, I kept to myself a lot. So if I could go back in time, I would literally change that and, and just go like a lot more risk, riskier, a lot riskier, take a lot more risk. What I know now, I wish I knew back then I would change it. And if I asked anyone probably that, that joins this, this podcast or anything, most people would probably agree they would do something different in high school. They probably wouldn't go the same route as they, they did when they were young, when they're about maybe like, I think it goes from like 15 to 18 or maybe like 14 to 18. I think it's about like four years in high school, depending on what, you know, what um, school board you're in or whatever. But um, the whole point is like, I, if I could go back in time, I would change that. And if I did change that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm sitting today little things would change that would manipulate me into a different direction of life. And I wouldn't be probably talking to you right now on this live stream on my Facebook personal and my Instagram personal. I probably wouldn't even have goals and updates. I wouldn't be on episode 48. So the whole idea of the butterfly effect is like, you can go back to your past, your previous past, change something. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to result in changing the future. Now, Ashton Kutcher, who's the actor that plays in this movie is one of the, is this was like a perfect role for him. Like he played it perfectly, completely perfectly. And um, there's a couple of things in the movie where he changes where uh, there's one, which is pretty crazy where there's a scene. He kind of, he kind of grew up rough. So you have these blackouts. I'm going to explain the movie a little bit real quick. Give you a little backstory on like the movie, um, how it, how it kind of works. He would have these flash, these blackouts on flashbacks blackouts where he would just randomly just wake up and and something would be happening he'd be holding a knife and his mom would be like what are you doing or like they they'd be in a hospital and he and he'd have like abrasions all over his face and and he'd be like all right what the hell happened and then he'd be like you don't remember and then he'd be like no i blacked out and like it would be the whole beginning of the movie is like that where he's blacking out he doesn't know what's going on grows up goes to college and what happens is he, he wrote everything in a journal up until the blackout where he remembered. He went to a therapist and found out his dad, he went to the same therapist as his dad, and his dad had the same thing as him, had blackouts, but he, he was checked into a mental institution because um, they thought he was crazy. Like he was talking about jumping to the past, manipulating things, and, and being able to change the future. And like people thought he was crazy, so they put him into the loony bin. They put him into the insane asylum. So when he, you know, started explaining to his mom that he was having these blackouts, she immediately went to the um, the therapist that his dad originally went to, and the therapist is like, "All right, like we'll just keep, you know, keep tabs on him, see what happens. Like he's not really talking about changing the future or anything like that." But when it, when it's happening is he goes to co he grows up, he goes to college, and 
he starts, he jotted every, like the, the doctor told him or the therapist told him to write everything down to try to remember up until the point of the blackouts to try to get his memory um, refreshed and to train his mind to try to remember things. So when he's reading the journals, you know, he went like the first one that he did, he was like flipping through the journal and it gets to a point where he's reading and it would automatically transport him back to that, that moment in time and he could manipulate what was going on in the past. And then he'd wake up and um, back to that same part in the future or that present that he was in and he would wake up and like things would be different, like his whole surroundings would be different. So I'm going to give you an example of that right now. So there's one part in there where um, they, he, he ends up getting to, you know, like a crap, uh, like the kids he's hanging out with is a lot of like bad, like one kid's really bad and, and influences the whole entire group. So what they wanted to do was they, they go to the, the dad, the kid or his friend's father's house and they get a, this firecracker, this massive firecracker, and they're going to put it into, um, they're going to try to scare the lady that lives there and blow up actually I don't think they intended the lady to come home but they're gonna blow up the mailbox it was a perfect I think she was a realtor and it was the mailbox was a perfect replica of the house behind it so like she was so proud of the house that she bought that she made a replica mailbox of the house so it looked exactly the same so you open it up and they put the firecracker in they get this one kid to do it that was kind of like intimidated by the other guy the other kid put the firecracker in the lady comes home with her baby, the baby's strapped onto her, and what happens is she goes to get the mail from the mailbox, and the firecracker explodes and kills the baby and I think injures the lady. Now, what ends up happening is, as Ashton Kutcher, I kind of, for, I, uh, I honestly forgot the main character's name, so I'm just going to refer him to Ashton Kutcher, because you're going to know who I'm talking about if I say Ashton Kutcher. Now, Ashton Kutcher... Once he realized he'd go back in the past, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. Because I think he read it in the news or something about how the, the, the baby died. He goes to his friend and his friend's mentally messed up and like doesn't talk to anyone and is like mentally like, like messed up, mentally inside. And he goes and reads that and ends up trying to like save the person. So he's like, oh, he's like okay, like, I'm going to transform myself back to that specific time I blacked out in that moment and save the baby and the lady. So what ends up happening is he tr goes back and he tries to push the lady out of the way away from the mailbox before the firecracker went off. And what ends up happening is he wakes up and he's like, I did it. And he wakes up and, he, and he's got no arms. He's got no arms and uh, he, he freaks out. And he's like, he's kind of like, what the, like, what the hell just happened? And what ends up happening is because he saved the lady, he was in front of the firecracker and his arms, he ended up going to the hospital and blew his arms out. And the crazy part was like, he, he like completely broke down. He didn't, he didn't really know what to do. Like it kind of stunned him. And eventually what happens is he keeps trying to jump back to the past and it ends up like, it ends up kind of like killing him in a sense and I, I think I think in one of the endings and there's like two endings I think in one of the endings um he like tries to kill himself as a baby wrapped the umbilical cord or something around but, but um the other ending he just like it's t it's too much to kind of explain to get to that ending but uh it it, it is like it's just it's just one of those movies where you watch it and it, it really does embrace a different type of thinking like what if you could do that what it, what would you do? What would you change in your past? How would you how would it affect your future? Um, and that's that's kind of the thinking you should be going into is like start experimenting with like different possibilities and like thinking of like open minded stuff. Um, I would definitely recommend that movie. By the way, I definitely recommend. Uh, give me one sec. Just gotta close this door real quick. <laughs> so, um, so that you know, that's what you guys really should be trying to do is um, get to a point where you're thinking outside the box is really what probably what I'm I'm trying to refer to mostly. So, but that's the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. And it kind of froze. All right, we're reconnected. Um, so go watch that movie. I definitely recommend it 110. I definitely would do it.
I, I can't really give you an example of the butterfly effect on myself because obviously I can't go back in time. Uh, what, you know, what happened in my past already happened and now we're on the present and the future. But it, it is a crazy concept. So um, now what I'm going to do is talk about done deal investments and then from there I'll end it and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll peace out. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I own a company, Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, what this company is designed to do is to, um, it, it's going to help people in distressed situations with their properties. So anyone that's basically um, like physic, like not physically, anyone that basically has a financial struggle with their property, whether it's liens on the property they can't keep up with, they're behind on taxes, um, they just can't afford the payments anymore and they're pretty close to owning the home. They, uh, they, you know, the house is so out of, you know, in bad condition that it takes, it's taking too long for a realist, a realtor to basically sell that property. Um, you have a job transfer, you got to move out quick. Basically any situation where you know, your property's in really bad condition or you're financially struggling or you're just trying to sell the house as fast as you possibly can and you got to get out as soon as possible, I can definitely help you. 110% can help you. Now, what, how this works, the pro, I'm going to go through the three-step process of uh, being, you know, I call it the three-step process to financial freedom. I'm going to go over that real quick. And I'm going to explain to you how the process works, how I can do this, you know, what's going to happen. Now, the first step is you have to somehow reach out to me so I know that you need the help. Um, and I'm going to go over some basic questions with you to get an understanding of what your financial situation is or why you need to sell it fast, the condition of your house. So I get an understanding of, um, you know, like what I'm walking into and what's going to happen is whether it's through social media, email, uh, phone, um, I'm trying to think what else text message, some, I, I honestly prefer a phone over the phone because it's going to be more personable. I get to, I get to personally kind of meet you, you know, personally kind of meet you rather than just texting you and, and not really, you know, meeting you kind of like a face to face and the questions will go a lot faster and easier. It'll, it'll just be easier overall. It, it goes by faster than texting you all the questions I need, you know? Um, now the other thing is once I get all that information, I understand your financial situation, I understand the condition of your house. The next step, number two, is for me to set up an appointment to meet with you at your house or your property. Now, the reason I have to do this is because I need to physically see um, if there's any, you know, any maintenance your your house that needs to be fixed uh, to sell it. And uh, you know, I'm gonna have a, a sheet with me that's gonna give me estimates. So if you have a broken window, you need to get a um, your roof needs to be replaced. You have mold that we have to go in and get a get someone a specialist or a contractor to go and fix that um, and it's just gonna give me a, a estimate price of like how much it's gonna take to put your house in a mint condition and fix the house fully now once I get all that I'm gonna take some pictures inside uh, five inside your house five outside and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go home do some research on the property and I'm gonna have to um, figure out your neighborhood the market I'm going to have to figure out, run comps and see um, the average price of basically like how your house would sell on the market, like what your average value of that, that property would be. And just from there, it's just going to give me an overall um, idea of like how much I can offer you for the property. Now, I'm going to get that average price and all this stuff that I got on my estimate, you know, the sheet that I'm going to go to your house and record like, all right, we got to get this fixed. I'm going to deduct that from the average cost and that's what we're going to negotiate on. And I'm going to tell you like, all right, this is, this is where we need to be in order for this deal and this deal to basically work. Right. Once we negotiate a deal and um, I'm going to have you sign a contract, which is just basically saying like, all right, this is the money, this amount of money we agreed upon that I'm going to pay you in cash and I'm going to take partial ownership of that um, property and I'm going to go and get an investor to partner up with us on the deal. I'm going to go and make a phone call to a couple of my investors, people that want to get uh, homes that want to invest their capital into that home at a discount of the price and um, flip it basically and make a profit, rent it, sell it, you know, whatever they want to do with it. And what's basically going to happen is 
um, they're going to go into the contract with us and they're going to take ownership of the property and they're just going to do, you know, they're going to fix it how they want and they're going to put it on the market and make a profit off it. Now, how everyone benefits out of this deal is, you know, if you're the seller, if you're a distressed seller, you're going to win out of the deal because you're going to get the cash to be able to just walk away. Now, most people are probably going to have liens. Most people are going to probably be behind on taxes that they have to pay to the government. Um, you know, most, most people that do this kind of thing are normally in a financial situation where they can't sell it on the market at all. And uh, it's just a resource that I, that I want to create for homeowners to give them a better resource um, so they're not trapped in, they're just like, they feel like they're trapped and they can't, they can't move on with their lives uh, financially. Now, how you guys win is, is let's say you're the seller or the distressed seller. You're going to walk away with the cash. You're going to be able to go and find something within your budget. I can give you a real, I can't, um, I can't go and find you another house right now, but I can give you, I have some real estate connections that I can give you and help you find something within, in the budget range that you need and then do whatever you need. I'll do whatever you need to do to, to help you out, to get you, you know, on the successful path of, of your next investment on a home. Now, the investor's obviously going to win because he's going to make a profit off it and he's going to help you. I'm going to obviously make a little bit of a profit. And the cool part about this is you're not going to pay me, the investor's going to pay me. So I'm going to make money as a commission, as like a finder's fee kind of thing from the investor. So you don't have to worry about paying me, which is cool. And uh, you'll just walk away with the cash and you know we'll do whatever we have to do to help you get to the next, the next stage in, in your life. Now, um, I really created Dundee Investments, obviously, to give another resource to homeowners or property owners um, to get them out of that financial, like the financial burden that they need to get out of. Because there's not a lot of resources. Like you're not gonna be able to go to the bank and get more money. You already have a mortgage probably on the on the house, and um, you know it's gonna be a problem. So you're probably not gonna be able to go get another loan. You're probably gonna feel like you're stuck. And that's why I created Dundee Investments LLC is to do that. Now, the slogan comes into place, obviously, because we're putting, I'm putting a deal together between you, the distressed seller, and the investor. So I'm putting the deal together, and that's where the slogan comes in, where the deal is already done, because everything's done for you. Like, I do everything, all right? And I put the deal together, and, and, we, um, and everyone's happy. I try to make everyone happy on the deal. That's my job. So <clears throat> what, um, uh, so basically, if you know anyone that, that really needs this resource, have them reach out to me. I'm starting to do a lot more branding. Uh, I have the logo that I'm trying to brand. Uh, I'm ordering hats and merchandise and things where I could probably give away to people and um, you know, hopefully people like wear it and stuff. But uh, you'll probably see me wearing the hat a couple times onto this channel to market it a little bit as people join this uh, live stream and people go, what's done deal investments. I'm just trying to market as much as possible and brand as much as possible. So people realize like, Oh, I know what done deal investments is done deal investments is helping property owners. Now real quick on this last two minutes, um, I'm trying to create it where it's going to help the next person. Like I can get you to the next stage. So I get you out of your financial situation. Excuse me. I get you out of your financial situation. Now I can go and find you a home and then we can inspect the home to make sure your assets protected and so on and so on and so on. Instead of you going from me getting out of the financial situation to letting like five different other vendors or, um, or yeah, like vendors to basically uh, get yourself what you need. You know, like I want it all done right there for you. So you just jump into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and you're done. You don't have to worry about anything. Like we handle everything for you. That's really why. That's really where I want to take Done Deal Investments LLC. Now, that's going to take time. You know, I'm going through my last college class right now, and then I'm going to start getting into home inspections, and we'll work it from there. But right now, I can get you out of the financial situation if you just need to sell your house extremely fast. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to me. If you know anyone that's a distressed seller or really needs some help, please have them reach out to me through social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm working on the. We have the YouTube channel up. I just don't have any content on there really. And, um, you can reach me on my cell phone and call me or text. It's 954-857-6450. You can email me at dundealinvestments at outlook.com. And you can even go on our website at www.dundealinvestment.com. 
com, And you can go check out more information if you're really interested in Dundee Investments LLC. Um, now that website's up and running and it's, it's in really good condition. So um, that's it, everyone. All right. So this is episode 48 of Goals and Updates. I appreciate anyone that came on here. Reach out to me if, if, if you want to talk business, personal. Again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Peace.